As Hannah had Samuel, it follows up in the scripture that talks about how she worshiped the Lord in her victory. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is something that is so powerful for us as believers to think about that how many times that we prayed and asked the Lord to answer our prayers and He does it. And then we're just so happy with what we received or were given that we forget Mm -hmm. God did that. Welcome to episode 40 of the Redeemed Hearts podcast, where we encourage you to allow God to transform you mentally, emotionally, and relationally by living from your redeemed heart. Your hosts, Rulie and Dinia Kennedy, are licensed professional counselors and are the founders of Redeemed Hearts Ministries. In this week's episode, Danina and her guest, Lindsay Perry, will be discussing how to wait well through the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Here's Danina and Lindsay. Hi there. We want to welcome you to our uh, March podcast. And I'm very excited today because you're not going to hear a man's voice on here. And that's not why I'm excited, but I'm excited (laughs) because you're going to hear my friend Lindsay Perry is going to be here with me. And um, you and I met five years ago about and have stayed in touch. And you've moved to Amarillo recently. And um, we've talked about just doing some speaking together and maybe wanting to put some things together for some women's retreats or, you know, different events and speak. And you've spoken when you lived in Houston. And so anyway, we're going to talk today on waiting and I'm happy you're here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, I'm happy to be here. And yeah, I can't believe it's been five years since we first connected. So my name is Lindsay Perry and I am um, an expat by trade, if you will. We Mm -hmm. move around often, thankfully for my husband's job. And so... We found ourselves back in Amarillo uh, in the fall, and we have three kids. My husband and I have been married 15 years, and the church and ministry is just a heart of ours. Uh, We try to love people, love Mm -hmm. people well, and we feel called to serving. And so I'm excited of just all that God's been doing in our life over the last uh, few years as we are in a season of very, very busy children, Mm -hmm. uh, 13, 11, and 10. And so... um, our lives are busy, to say the <laughs> least. And so anyways, I have been uh, spending the last few years trying to just speak and share God's Word to women um, in different capacities, just with a heart of believing that the Bible can transform women's lives. And that is kind of a mission of mine mm-hmm. to just live out what God has um, called me to. And it's it's a joy to do that. And so I'm excited to be here today. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing that I have looked forward to with us speaking together, and I've said this to you, is just our different ages. And mm-hmm. it, it lets, I mean, I'm I'm out of that, and I'm going through the empty nest side of life. Mm-hmm. And you're in that part where you can hardly, you know, Breathe. figure out what day <laughs> it is sometimes. So right. uh, I love that we can just, you know, share from our own life experience and be in different stages of life. For so, sure. Well, as I said, we want to talk about waiting today, and that's because um, everyone is waiting on something. And I think, uh, I mean, we could ask anybody we know, and we would 
find that they would say that there's something in their life that they want to change. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked and we have, we're in seasons of waiting in different areas of our life. And, um, and I think, you know, often I think about waiting as we're living in the land of in-between. Mm. You know, we're in between something that we hope for, we long for, and, you know, where we're at. And um, and post-pandemic and, you know, really with COVID, I mean, the whole world right now is waiting. You know, I mean, you hear this, I just want life to go back to normal, yeah. which it's probably not ever going to do that. But we long for that. And then as Christians, our story I think is always one of waiting because I mean we are waiting for Christ to return. Yes. We're waiting for him to come back. And as it says in Romans eight, I mean, we're longing for him to um uh you know make all things new, mm-hmm. to restore things. Um and then um, you know, also, I mean, I'm just waiting for heaven where I don't have to battle the impact of sin yes. in the flesh in my own yes. life. So anyway, I mean that's part of what we talked about as far as waiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to say as far as just us choosing this topic, even? Um, I mean, I think it's something that no matter what season of life we're in or whether we're experiencing victories or we're in the valleys, that there's always, always a period of longing for something else, waiting for something to come to fruition. And we really can't run from it. I mean, as mm-hmm. you said, we are waiting for Jesus to come, you know, if we're believers and we're waiting for— something new or something to be restored or healing. And we'll talk about that. And so you really can't run from this idea of you're you're never not going to be waiting. Mm-hmm. And so do we do it well? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thrilled that this is what our topic's <laughs> on. <laughs> and sometimes I think about even how, you know, we're because we're always waiting, we don't live in the present mm-hmm. and we don't fully let ourselves enjoy you know, w- what our life is today, because I just want my kids to be at a different age. I just want, you know, I want to be in a different place. I want to be in a different job. I want, mm. you know, so whatever it might be, um, we have a hard time settling in and living well, I think, in the present. So sure. so today, as we talk about, you know, waiting well, we just want to ask you all as the, you know, audience that's listening, I mean, what are you waiting on? I mean, are you waiting to be seen and heard and loved? Are you waiting to you know, be respected or appreciated? Are you waiting to be free from that stronghold of addiction or depression or anxiety? I mean, maybe you're waiting, you know, to be forgiven and accepted. Um, Maybe you're waiting on news that could impact your future, um, a job, your health to be restored, you know, changes in your finances, um, you know, friends or community. Uh, I know many people who are waiting to leave their singleness behind and just long to be married. Um, And then maybe, you know, there are people that are in marriage that have that, but they're just wanting healing and change in their marriage. So, um, you know, and I and I think maybe you're waiting on reconciliation or that prodigal child to come home, or maybe you're just waiting for God to heal your broken heart. But um, I throw those things out there because, I mean, we're all waiting on something. And today we want to talk about Hannah in the Bible um, from 1 Samuel. And, um, you know, Lindsay, Uh, Why don't you tell us who is Hannah and why is she significant to waiting? Yeah, so Hannah is one of the women in the Bible that maybe you have come across her story and it is powerful and impactful. And I really want to encourage everyone that's listening to find yourself in her 
And what I can tell you off the bat is that Hannah did not have an easy life, and she faced some really big obstacles. First of all, she had to share her husband with another woman. She had no children. She was loved by her husband, Mm -hmm. but she was also taunted by her sister wife, if you will. Mm -hmm. She faced persecution. She was a woman who found herself very sad, grieving, and heartbroken. And what stood out to me with Hannah is that she was a woman who was constantly reminded of what she was doing without. Mm -hmm. And so if you read in 1 Samuel chapter 1, That's where her story is found. And I think that you can find yourself in her because each one of us have probably found ourselves in a situation where we are ready for it to be over. We are ready for it to be settled or restored. But every time we're faced in that situation, we are reminded nothing has changed Mm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. The other person's mindset or attitude hasn't Mm -hmm. changed or the circumstances haven't um, moved on. And so that continuous wearing on you can sometimes become so overwhelming that we get lost in our own pain and suffering. And Hannah's story shows us what her response was about how she was constantly reminded of what she was doing without. Hmm. Well, and uh, I mean, waiting is just hard work. I mean, sometimes I think about waiting as um, the hardest work of hope. Mm. (laughs) We're hoping for something. And it's very critical in order for us to experience all that God wants to do in us. I mean, if, if, if I don't wait and I just escape the waiting process by, you know, um, I've had a rejection here, so I just go find somebody else here, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't do that process in between or, I mean, whatever um, it might be. I mean, a lot of addictions come out of the pain of, mm-hmm. you know, not wanting to live in the middle of something here. And so it, it is hard work. And God wants to do this in us, you know, so that we don't miss out on what He's wanting to give us there. So, I mean, let's talk about what Hannah did while she waited um, versus what I'm talking about. It's easy to just try and escape it all, check out on it, be busy, mm-hmm. replace what we're you know waiting on. Sure, sure. Well, Hannah, I can say this. She did not waver. She did not back down. Mm-hmm. And Hannah was active. And I mean, she did not shut down. She did not become a victim, but she had faith. She was faithful And she kept her focus on the Lord. And it talks about how Hannah was willing to pray in her brokenness. I mean, it it says right in Scripture that she, in her heartache, in her discouragement, she poured her heart out to the Lord. That when she found herself sad and grieving, her first response was she went straight to the Lord and Mm -hmm. she worshiped Him in her anguish and in that brokenness. And like many of us, she longed for something that had not come to pass. And she faced her adversaries and wasn't willing to let their words or their thoughts. I mean, her husband basically said, what's wrong with you? Like, you have me. Why is this not enough? Mm. And instead of her being like, 
Um, well, she didn't fight him. She just literally went to the Lord and said, I, I need you and I am going to trust you and I'm going to worship you. And, and when I think about waiting, it is literally the opportunity for us to actively pursue where we're preparing for what's to come. And you, you get to see with Hannah that she doesn't set herself into this mindset of the victim. Well, um, my husband's other wife is treating me poorly and my husband doesn't see this from my perspective. I am gonna go to the source. Mm -hmm. And that is literally what she did. And it's encouraged my heart so much because I want to be a woman that when my child upsets me or work doesn't go the way I want to, or my circle of influence, um, you know, it's just things are wearing on me that my, I usually try to take things into my own hands. Mm -hmm. And we get to learn from Hannah that she literally went to the Lord. And she just cried out to him. And, and that's a beautiful representation of what our response can be. Hannah had faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, she truly had faith that she was longing for something. And she knew that the only way that she could ever get it is if it was something the Lord wanted for her. Mm -hmm. And she just constantly went to him. And I, re I think about Hebrews 11, 1, where it says that faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us the assurance about things that we cannot see. And we don't get to see how things will turn out. And we don't know what God's plans are, but we can have faith. Mm -hmm. And having faith, I mean, it takes movement. It takes us being willing to pray, mm -hmm. being willing to wait that act of pursuing something while we're waiting. We're going to pursue having patience. We're going to pursue— Which, you know, that's a good—I'm interrupting you here, but yeah. that's a good point because what we pursue mm. in the waiting, mm -hmm. I mean, can make a huge difference because you're talking about her pursuing God, and she did that year after year yes. by going to the temple mm -hmm. and by praying. And I think, um, I mean, it's so easy to pursue— like you said, making our own way, right? Of course, but also just figuring out some way to fix this to fix it in between times. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. And Hannah, I mean, it 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 talks about in you know First Samuel how she was in her grief, in her sadness, but year after year kept going back mm -hmm. and just continued to say, I'm going to give this to the Lord. And many of us go through our lives where we've prayed for something to work out and it doesn't, mm -hmm. and we don't understand. And so Hannah— And sometimes quit. I mean, quit. Yeah, sometimes just, well, God's not paying any attention to me. I'm just not going to pray anymore. Absolutely. He doesn't hear me. Yeah. And, and, and that hardens our hearts mm -hmm. and it moves us to bitterness. But Hannah, again, postured herself in a way where she trusted that the Lord was going to be faithful. And as believers, we get to live our lives with eternity in mind. And mm -hmm. there is suffering and hardship and sin that is happening on this side of heaven that we don't always understand the why, mm -hmm. but to have hearts that say, Lord, I'm going to trust you because I know you are who you say you are and you 
promise things for us that um, we can have faith and that we can trust that He is faithful. And I know in my own life, I've gone through some really big things that I knew the Lord had called me to. Mm -hmm. I knew that He asked me to step out in faith to do. It was a two and a half year process of what we went through. And the outcome did not work out. Mm. And I remember coming out of that situation and thinking, God, who are you and what is this? Because I know you asked me to do this and I was obedient. Mm. And I remember crying out in my grief mm. and saying, Lord, why? Why did this? You, I did this because you asked me to. And he said, you were obedient. And that's what I wanted from you. I wanted mm. your heart of obedience. And to come out of that situation, having our, you know, our situation never coming to pass the way we wanted it to, but then to turn around and just rely on the Lord and say, okay, you, I still did what you asked of mm -hmm. me. And I think there's power in that, mm -hmm. that we might not see the healing, but what is God asking us to do while we're waiting and while we're actively pursuing mm -hmm. a calling or something that He has asked of that? And one thing I, I, that makes me think about, um, Lindsay, is I, at times I've said in life, I, I would like people to, you know, love me and care about me, be my friend, hang out with me, you know, invest in me, not because of what I do for them, mm. but because of who I am. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's it's painful when you you become aware that people— you know, mm -hmm. really, their their involvement with you is a whole lot more based upon what you can do for them, what you sure. have to give them versus who you are. And it makes me think about that with God. When, mm -hmm. when we get to that point where, well, you're not giving me what I need right now or what I want or what I've asked for right now, you know, then my involvement with you, my prayer with you, my, you know, spending time in your word and listening to you or being around your people or whatever, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know that impacts God, and it certainly impacts our relationship with God. And one of the things I think, too, you said is just that um, it, it can cause our heart to get bitter. And I think about the fact, um, I mean, the, the verse in 1 Samuel where she is talking about how she is grieving and— um, I mean, to the point that they think she's drunk. Yes. I mean, yes. Read that verse. Yeah. What is that? Um, so in verse uh, 13, um, Eli was watching her and it says, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk? He demanded, throw away your wine. And she said, oh no, sir. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged. And I was pouring out my heart. To the Lord. Mm -hmm. Don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. And I mean, to me, when That's I read, deep grief. it's so yes. deep. And I think to myself, how many times have I gone to the Lord in that place mm -hmm. where we we might share it at Bible study or with friends, but 
to go to the Lord. And I mean, face down on our knees saying, because he can take it. Mm -hmm. He can handle that pain and anguish. I mean, that's what he did on the cross for us. And And it's really how Jesus himself prayed when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. mm. You know, he, I mean, he's praying to the point, you know, of blood. Yes. Um, So it's, it's that picture of that. And that kind of grief protects our heart from bitterness. Mm. Grieving always protects our heart from becoming hard and calloused and cynical and bitter. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I think, um, I think that's really significant in that story that absolutely she kept on. And, you know, if you're, if you're waiting on something year after year after year and going to the temple and praying year after year after year, right. And God's not coming through for you. I mean, you know, that grief's going to get deeper and deeper. It's but get she's deep, right. I, that's why I love in the beginning, you said Hannah didn't waver. She didn't. And she stayed faithful and obedient right. with what she could do. With what she could which do. sometimes is just prayer and staying mm-hmm. connected to the mm-hmm. source yes. that we know can do something about it, even when it feels like he doesn't. Absolutely. And what's so encouraging about Hannah's story is in um, 1 Samuel verse 20, it says that um, um, the Lord remembered her plea and in due time, she gave birth to a son and she named him Samuel for she said, I asked the Lord for him. Mm. And so we got to, we get to witness Hannah wait and cry out to the Lord and seek him. And there was this season where she had faith and she was faithful in her waiting and her circumstances. And and the the definition of faithful, it's an adjective. Mm-hmm. So it's descriptive and it's firm in adherence utterly loyal. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that Hannah, before her situation ever came to pass, that she was loyal to say, God, here, Mm -hmm. here's my heart. Here's my cry. And I really believe had it never, had she never had a baby, I think she would have continued. I really think she Mm -hmm. would have continued year after year going to the Lord And so when I think about what it means to be faithful, as we witnessed with Hannah, is it's like an anchor, something that you can hold on tight. It keeps things from moving while there is movement and force all around. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we saw that from her. And so as Hannah had Samuel, it follows up in the scripture that talks about how she worshiped the Lord in her victory. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is something that is so powerful for us as believers to think about that how many times have we prayed and asked the Lord to answer our prayers and He does it. And then we're just so happy with what we received or were given that we forget mm-hmm. God did that that God answered that. And so in verse 26 and 28, she or she has this whole prayer of praise. And so I really believe that for us in our daily walk, that this is so crucial, that we are people that posture ourselves, that through the struggle 
and the heartache and the valley and the pain and the grief that um, a promise is fulfilled sometimes the way we want it to be mm-hmm. and sometimes in a very, very different way, but that Hannah gave praise to the one who had provided her her deepest desire. Mm. And again, she cried out. She praised the Lord, and she saw that what was redeemed. She saw that what was lost had been um, given. And so how many of us, I mean, do we acknowledge (laughs) God in our prayers when He answers that? Have we ever made that connection that the truth is, is that we don't deserve what He's been given us and and those desires, but that the Lord is powerful and He's majestic. And and obviously, He wants good for us, but we have to be people that um, receive whatever it is He wants for Mm -hmm. us in the way He sees fit. And the thing I think about that, so she wasn't the, you know, well, God, you're not answering me, and so I'm not going to pray anymore. She was faithful, and she, you know, didn't waver. And then when God does choose to give that to her, mm-hmm. she remembers, you know, God again. Absolutely. And I, um, you know, I, I love that you're making that point. And I think the greatest way we know that she remembers God is that she had told God, if you give me this child, I'm giving I'm this giving child back right to back. you. And I, I think about that part of the story, like, you know, it would be easy to say, oh, I got what I want. I got my child and be, you know, so overwhelmed and um, happy that you got that child. But she, you know, she says, I'm, I am, I'm going to still be obedient and give, give him back to you. And so tell us yes. what she did. So she, I mean, she had the opportunity the next year to, after Samuel was born, to return to the tabernacle, to hand him. And I mean, physically, leave her child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her husband asked her, are you ready? And she said, listen, I still haven't weaned him, but I'm going to do it. So even once she was given that son, her deepest desire, the thing that she had prayed and cried and anguished and grieved over, that she was still willing to say, God, I'm still going to hand him to you. Mm -hmm. And she does. Yeah. I I mean, mean, that act of obedience. I mean, that's the, that's the true um, picture of worship is when we give back what God has given to us, whether it's our, you know, health, our talents, our, you know, whatever resources we have physically, mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, Mm -hmm. relationally, when we Mm -hmm. are giving that back to God. Yes. I mean, what, I mean, the ultimate act of worship. Yes. And Hannah had, I really believe her mindset of praising the Lord through her anguish and then praising the Lord and acknowledging what He did, helped her have an attitude of um, humility and gratitude Mm -hmm. that she, it was such a massive gift that it's almost in a way she felt um, she wasn't worthy of it. Mm -hmm. That it was like, God, I saw you through all of this. And what's amazing is that she does return to the tabernacle. She leaves Samuel, and it talks about how Samuel um, was—he served the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, Samuel then used his life to serve the Lord, and— in chapter two, at the at verse twenty six, it says that Samuel grew in the favor of the Lord, and mm-hmm. so again, the decision that Hannah made didn't just impact her, but Good it point. then impacted mm-hmm. her son's life. And 
through Hannah's obedience and her being faithful to the Lord, uh, what we know is that Hannah ended up having having five more children. Mm-hmm. That she it didn't just stop there. Yeah. And I really believe the Lord saw her her heart and her faithfulness and her willingness. She was obedient, and He blessed her with more children. That her son grew up in the presence of the Lord. That the Lord spoke directly to Samuel. Mm-hmm. That. In return, her decision impacted her son, and he just grew and grew in favor of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I just love that seeing, you know, how her story, what it started with, with, you know, mm. barrenness, with deep pain and waiting, and that, you know, to think about her, her, how her life ended and how Samuel's life ended here. And this is the part at the beginning when we were talking that if we, if we shortchange the in-between seasons of life, we miss this part. Absolutely. We miss this part that what God's doing in us that, like you said, I mean, she would have been in a more broken and humble place um, to, you know, receive here. And it's important to know what happened with Samuel's life and his service to the Lord I mean, as as Lindsay said, he grew up in the presence of the Lord. Um, uh, You know, God spoke directly to him. He grew in favor. Um, But his life was one that was full of significance and purpose because he, he's, he served as a priest, a prophet, and he was the last judge before the people were ruled by the mm-hmm. kings. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then when you think about Samuel was, um, you know, the the prophet that was used to anoint the first two kings mm-hmm. with Saul and David. And um, I mean, so it impacted, you know, her life, Samuel's life. But then we look at the impact of his ministry and influence, and then that he would have been there and been part of. And when you read through First and Second Kings and all of that, you see, you know, where he he's he's through their stories mm-hmm. of Saul and David to the very end. Mm-hmm. So, so I think about understanding that there's purpose. Mm-hmm. There's purpose in our, in our choices and our decisions. And Hannah being willing to wait for what mm-hmm. God wanted for her impacted generations. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that is motivation absolutely. for us to not shortchange that process. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, I mean, kind of as we come to a close here, I mean, let's talk about, I mean, what are a couple of things that stand out to you personally about, you know, waiting well and mm-hmm. um, what's that look like or, you know, what's important to you with that? Sure. I think it goes back to the idea of what waiting is, and it's actively pursuing something that will be worthwhile and have purpose. And so while you wait, being able to anticipate what's to come as if you're working towards what it is that you 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 want or you're desiring, and I know this is silly, but I think about our families going snow skiing in a few weeks, and I have spent so much time preparing mm. for what that trip will be. And I yeah, mean, last time I met you for lunch, you were going shopping for yes. Coats. <laughs> we needed. I, I my children are growing, and so they're supplies and equipment does not last from year to year and getting the coats and the jackets and the mittens and the gloves and the all that because we've been on trips where we have not been prepared prepared. Mm -hmm. and that's not fun (laughs) and what it produces in our family and so just by being prepared anticipating what's to come is I spend time and effort and energy and money 
into getting the the coats and the jackets and and obviously for me pushing 40 that I'm working on the physical aspect of it too <laughs> that I I cannot expect mm-hmm. to just show up on a mountain and last 4 days mm-hmm. for hours. I think we talked about yeah. this. Um <laughs> that you know my cardio I've upped my cardio game and mm-hmm. maybe watching what I eat a little bit in order to produce a joyful time mm-hmm. in order to minimize the anxiety of probably listening to some children who are discontent because they're too cold or they don't have enough layers or or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I, I think about it like that from the standpoint of, I know if I work towards preparing for our trip ahead of time, that once it arrives, there will be joy, Mm -hmm. that it will be something that I get to experience that I will look back to solely because I I thought about what to expect and prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And just like in life, you're dating someone and you're working towards an engagement and then you're working towards a wedding. Mm -hmm. But if you're not preparing your hearts and your relationship for the marriage, Mm -hmm. that might be a really difficult marriage if you didn't put some work and effort into it in all those other stages. We can't wait to be married, but boy, we have to go through those other seasons and stages of preparation. preparation That's good. That it'll produce something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I I think about thinking ahead. I think about having a vision for what's to come, uh, maturing your faith. Mm -hmm. I think that when we're waiting, we always need to be people who are, pursuing wisdom and being willing to mature our, our understanding and beliefs of, of who God is. And, and that can help us in the waiting. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So, I mean, for you, I mean, the, you know, just what you're saying, waiting is preparing mm-hmm. and preparing is part of what's going to bring the joy. Absolutely. So that's great. I think for me, um, I, I, to wait well, I think we have to be people who focus more on who we're waiting on mm. than what we're waiting on. Yeah. I mean, that brings me so much peace and can calm my anxiety um, if I start to, you know, like Hannah. I mean, Hannah was very aware of who she was waiting on. Mm-hmm. God was the one who would open her womb or close her womb. And, um, you know, we can fight against that. We can try and be our own God. We can, mm-hmm. you know, try and make our own way. We can, you know, try and manipulate and control and do whatever. But just when I focus on, you know, who I'm waiting on more than I'm waiting on, um, you know, that that helps me a whole lot. And I think um, we see this in the Psalms over and over. And I'm going to read a couple of Psalms and then have you read a couple here okay. that just— that show this. And I mean, if you look up waiting on the Lord, just Google search. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable how many scriptures you will find about this. But Psalm 135 through 6 says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope my soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning, more than the watchman for the morning. And Psalm 62, 5 through 6 says, For God alone, O my soul, waits in silence, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. Mm. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. 
I love how it said twice, mm-hmm. <laughs> the beginning and the end, in case you didn't catch yeah, maybe it. Maybe the, there's so many of these scriptures because <laughs> God knows we are, um, like we're going to talk about in our next podcast, we are impatient. very impatient people. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to hear it over and over. And then Psalm 25, 5, lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. Mm-hmm. And it's important to remember that our waiting has purpose to be mm-hmm. people who are in tune to the Spirit's presence in our lives and being willing to walk in obedience. And can we find contentment in the not yet moments and seek joy while we anxiously await desires and needs that we're looking to come to fruition. And so I want to encourage you that we would be people that have trusting hearts that don't waver. And instead, we're willing to believe in God is who He says He is, and He doesn't leave us or abandon us while we're waiting. Yeah. Well, as we close today, I mean, I just pray, you know, that God will help each of us to find peace and comfort in our waiting as we're focusing more on Him as the one we're waiting on than what we're, than the actual, you know, whatever it is we might be waiting on. And I pray really that we all grow in placing more value on what God is doing in us mm-hmm. um, in the waiting to prepare us for what He has next for us than we do focus on getting what we want when mm-hmm. we want it. And um, so we're, you know, glad you all joined us today. Lindsay, I'm glad that you know, you joined us today. And um, I I hope as you listen to us that you'll join us for the second podcast Mm -hmm. and that um, you won't shortchange the waiting process in your own life and what God wants to do in you and what He wants to give you and what He's preparing you for that He's going to do through you as you wait. Yeah. See you at our next podcast. Thank you again for joining us today on the Redeemed Hearts podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are looking for more content from Worley and Danina or want to reach out and contact us, we encourage you to visit redeemedheartsministries.com. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify and share this episode on social media. Hey, we hope you have a great week and God bless.